From Chicago, welcome to Three Degrees Discussions. I'm your host, Mike Vasquez. This is a podcast devoted to the stories behind the innovators, entrepreneurs, and leaders in the 3D printing industry. One kind of unifying aspect is that the practical outcomes of it allow people to understand uh, the technology across different disciplines. Right? So of course, you know, people with background in, in metallurgy or machine design or even you know, business and economics don't necessarily embrace or want to embrace you know, the, the same set of fundamentals. But if you can understand, you know, here's why a 3D printed part is useful as a hip implant, or here's why this company used it in a particular fixture, or here's how 3D printing, you know, made hearing aid manufacturing so much more efficient. Efficient. Uh, we find that for, with our students, as well as you know, with with folks in industry that we that we interact with, the the applications and the value proposition is kind of a unifier uh, for people with different backgrounds and levels of experience. And then that also can motivate individuals to want to you know grasp uh, enough of the technical principles to, to to get the job done. That was John Hart. John is an associate professor of mechanical engineering and Mitsu Career Development Chair at MIT. Prior to joining the MIT faculty in July 2013, he was the Assistant Professor of Mechanical Engineering, Chemical Engineering, and Art and Design at the University of Michigan. At MIT, John leads the Mechanosynthesis Group, which creates new machines, materials, and design principles for advanced manufacturing, including carbon nanomaterials, additive manufacturing processes, and origami-inspired materials design. John joins the show today to talk about education and the additive manufacturing industry. So, John, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's an honor to have you. I know it's a busy time with getting ready for the new semester. Um, for the audience, why don't we just get started with a brief introduction? Yeah, hi, I'm Mike. Thank, thanks a lot for the opportunity. Really excited to, to chat. Uh, I'm John Hart. I'm a professor of mechanical engineering at MIT. Been at MIT for about seven years. And before that, I was a faculty at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor for a few years. And before that, did my uh, graduate work at MIT. I've been a mechanical engineer through and through and uh, just, just started getting interested in additive when I, when I came to MIT. And maybe that's part of the story that we'll talk about today. Excellent. And what was the, the start of additive? Where did you first kind of come across it? What got you interested? Yeah, well, so, so as a mechanical engineer, in, in some way, I've always been curious about 3D printing. You hear about it, you see it, and, and we all know that you know, 3D printing has been around for a few few decades. But uh, actually, what, what got it all started was uh, an interest in education. In particular, I was asked in my first semester at MIT seven years ago this fall, I was asked by a colleague, Professor Dave Hart, to uh, offer a new class. And he said, uh, you, can, you can pick any topic you want as long as it's within the realm of manufacturing. And it was gonna be a small group of students, specifically about 15 students who uh, were in our master's program in advanced manufacturing. Uh, and to make a longer story short, I said, well, what, what about the additive manufacturing or 3D printing? To be honest, I didn't know much about it. I didn't know the details of all the processes out there or what I appreciate today, but I took it as an opportunity you know, uh, with with my broader interest in research and education to learn about something new. Uh, kind of winged it in that first semester, and, and that's actually where it all started. Led to having students doing research, led to some entrepreneurial opportunities, led to a lot of great interactions with industry, and it, it was one of those, you could say, pivotal moments in a career that you don't know really why you're, you're, 
you, you're making this choice uh, or what lies ahead. Uh, but I look back on that as, as a key moment, and it really does come to education as kind of a core mission uh, for, for what I do most days. And I suppose, too, when, I mean, so uh, full transparency, I was an undergrad at MIT at, at one point for, for those listening. And when I was there kind of in the early 2000s, I think, and I have probably a slightly different perspective because I was in materials, um, in the materials department, the focus on additive from kind of a holistic perspective has really, really grown in terms of all the courses that you've done, your research. And can you look, talk a little bit about how the, maybe the perception or the activity going on in campus has, has grown alongside the industry? Yeah, so certainly in my time at MIT, I've seen the interest in, in 3D printing and related uh, topics uh, grow, grow incredibly. Uh, you know, so uh, across the institute, you know, uh, you have students uh, using 3D printers for so many different purposes, right? In coursework, in projects, in research, right? The 3D printer is a tool to create instrumentation to help, you know, chemistry research, biology research, et cetera, it is really, really there. Also, we've seen many faculty like understand the broader implications and how like, fundamental research in many fields has an implication or a context in, uh, in, in future manufacturing. You could say additive, you could say digital manufacturing more broadly, and that's you know, materials design, metallurgy, uh, uh, computation, uh, AI, uh, precision machine design, uh, robotics and automation, and so on. And I think, you know, like many places, right, we have a critical mass of faculty and students who are, uh, you know, really interested in understanding the, the hard, hard problems in the field. Uh, and also, you know, how we can help industry forward uh, through our education programs and also, you know, how we, how we work in our research. So going back to your first master's class that you taught on the technology, what, was, what were some of the things that you learned from teaching that first course that helped you influence? You've got, uh, we'll get to kind of talking about your, your online course and some of the other courses you've, you've done along the way, but kind of in doing it the first time, what was the the thing that stood out as wanting to continue down that path? Yeah, I mean, great, great question. I think one uh, important uh, element in hindsight was that I was teaching this class to a room of students who were there to study manufacturing. And that's not to, to limit any other field or interest, but this is a group of about 15 master's students who come to learn deeply the principles of manufacturing at the graduate level. Uh, and they often have a few years of experience beyond their undergraduate, uh, uh, typically in industry. And therefore, the, 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 the mission of the class was to talk about the fundamentals and applications of 3D printing, but in a manufacturing context. And through our discussions and through the projects, uh, we uh, thought about manufacturing issues. Like I remember one of the projects uh, you know, uh, that was proposed and, and done by a group of students uh, was uh, studying how to post-cure uh, parts from the Formlabs machine. Now, uh, interestingly, that was when Formlabs was just shipping their first machines. And we were able to convince them to get us a little bit closer toward the front of the line with respect to their Kickstarter backers. And we got you know, among the first Form 1s. And uh, this group of students wrote a report and did tests post-curing the parts. So if you know stereolithography, you know you take it out of the printer, it's not done, and then you have to put it in, a, in an oven or put it in sunlight even and, and, and post-cure it to give it its finished mechanics. And that was one of the projects. It was not... In 
inventing a new 3D printing process, but was understanding basically the process fundamentals, the process variables. And you know, in that long-winded answer, I mean to say that I think thinking of additive in the context of manufacturing was an effective way to sort of frame where it stood and, and where it needs to go to be a to be a production technology. And amazing strides have been made since then, but uh, but uh, we all realize we're still at the early stages, and there's lots of important uh, challenges to overcome. I'm assuming from kind of your standpoint as an educator, professor in, in the space, the multidisciplinary nature of 3D printing, additive manufacturing makes it both fun and challenging to think of ways to communicate the technology and engage with students. It, it does, but, but I, I think one kind of unifying aspect is that the practical outcomes of it allow people to understand uh, the technology across different disciplines, right? So, of course, you know, people with background in, in metallurgy or machine design or even, you know, business and economics don't necessarily embrace or want to embrace, you know, the, the same set of fundamentals. But if you can understand, you know, here's why a 3D printed part is useful as a hip implant, or here's why this company used it in a particular fixture, or here's how 3D printing, you know, made hearing aid manufacturing so much more efficient. efficient. Uh, we find that for, with our students, as well as, you know, with, with folks in industry that we, that we interact with, the, the applications and the value proposition is kind of a unifier uh, for people with different backgrounds and levels of experience. And then that also can motivate individuals to want to, you know, grasp, uh, enough of the technical principles to, to, to get the job done. Yeah. And so uh, let's see if I have the timeline right. So you had the master's course that you were teaching on campus to graduate students. Then you also had a summer course, is that right, as well to kind of professionals? And then was it the, the online class and a lot of the research is kind of going yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. Like currently, one is thing that led, led yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off a there. But uh, uh, yeah, exactly. One thing led to another. Uh, so uh, started with a, a graduate course on campus in MIT and then taught a one-week professional course. Uh, MIT, like, like many universities, has a professional education uh, uh, a department. Uh, whereas faculty, you can set up a short course for industry and offer it over the summer. Uh, and uh, uh, it was, was starting to meet companies with interest in working with us at MIT in, in, in 3D printing. And uh, I proposed the class, offered the class, had a room of about 40 individuals come for a week the next summer, taught the class again uh, to students the next year. It was a little bit bigger, did more projects. Uh, and then uh, one thing led to another, ended up launching an online course uh, now about two and a half years ago. Uh, uh, you know, Complement to, to in-person experiences, but that was an effort to, to, to think about scale. Uh, to think about how can we create a high quality course that can be delivered at, at scale to large numbers of people. And we've had uh, roughly 5,000 uh, professionals take it uh, in, in the past uh, you know, 24 to 36 months, uh, where I think we're on run number seven or number eight uh, now of the course. That's amazing. And with within each of those cohorts of, of students, I'm guessing you have different perspectives of how people are either coming to the technology, thinking about it, or even hoping to use it in, in their career. And what's, what's kind of the difference, I guess, that, that you're seeing in, in, in the sense of maybe let's just start with some of the, the master students that, that you're teaching and, and undergrads and graduate students that you're, 
you're working with on campus versus some of the the ones who may be taking it from an online perspective? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that uh, you know, man, many uh, people bring different perspectives or different elements of useful background to, to AM. So maybe maybe one, uh, you know, you could say uh, the stereotype about additive. You hear some people say is you know, well, it's all about the next generation. Right. It's the young people right now that will understand truly how to, you know, design the amazing stuff that we've never thought of before. In some cases, that may be true. But when you interact with industry, you realize that uh, there is so much, uh, you know, existing expertise in, in every corner uh, of, of, of the field uh, or of the automotive industry, aerospace industry, medical industry that combines with AM to really understand the cool uh, problems that can be addressed. Uh, and you know the collaboration of people, as you said before, across disciplines or across generations. In many cases, uh, you know, leads to leads to new ideas. So we've seen, uh, you know, in our summer course, one, one one time there was a high school student from from Turkey uh, who came and, and and learned with the professionals, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years his his senior. And we've uh, worked with you know teams teams of individuals in our online course. In some cases, hundreds uh, at, at individual companies across different divisions of the company. In other cases, smaller groups or teams that come together across different industries and they get to know each other and, and you know, uh, bounce ideas off, off one another for the, for the case studies and projects. And being an online course, what's, what's it like kind of translating something that's very often very physical, like manufacturing's in a, in a warehouse, in a facility, you're, your hands dirty often and actually designing and, and, and what were some of the, your thinkings and approaches when you're trying to communicate the the technology and going in as much detail as you guys do in in the course. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think it's impossible to replicate hands-on learning in a, in a in an online format. Uh, there's nothing like uh, uh, you know, including with 3D printing, 3D printing something yourself or walking through the prototyping you know lab uh, at, at your company. Uh, that said, I think we've we've realized we can go a long way with you know a multimedia, good quality video, close-up photos, and you know 3D examinations of parts, uh, giving our learners access to to software, to cloud-based you know, CAD and and topology optimization, generative design software, and asking good questions, asking, you know, uh, not only kind of, you know, do you understand the facts and fundamentals questions, but reflective questions that promote creative thinking and, and, and brainstorming. Uh, and in some instances of the course, we've uh, shipped out you know, little decks of brainstorming cards. In other instances, we've shipped parts. Uh, and uh, I think it's gone a long way to, uh, to bringing a little bit of that, you know, hands-on element uh, to, to, uh, to a digital course. In other words, I think with the tools we have, right, for, for digital interaction nowadays, while you can't, you know, replicate what it's like to, to be actually building something yourself, uh, you can get an experience that's much richer than, you know, just, just watching something on, on video. And that was one of our goals from the start. And now we're actually getting into some, uh, you know, virtual and augmented reality type experiences that hopefully can complement. Another element that I think was important uh, is just capturing the whole workflow. So having videos, we, we, we uh, uh, connected with Proto Labs and went down to one of their facilities in North Carolina, and they took us through the whole workflow of all their processes. And you saw, you know, how the machine is loaded, what the printing looks like, what the removal looks like, post-processing, et cetera. And we want to talk about the end-to-end, -end, which we know is so important to actually 
you know, uh, understand how to get your finished part. Uh, and that was a pedagogical principle of the course that I think has been a, has been a good one. Right, and and you mentioned Proto Labs and and Form Labs and and others, and I think throughout the the course and and your teachings and, and things I've seen, uh, you've been involved with online, and I've even got, been fortunate to participate in some brainstorming sessions as well as really the outreach and partnership with industry to bring them in not only as as students and participants but also in providing that information into the course and giving case studies and, and perspectives and has that been uh how's that journey been in, in terms of engaging folks in the, the specific industry sectors yeah, it's it's been absolutely essential and instrumental to to our course and our you know what we do at MIT overall to to engage and partner with industry right and and in the class you know uh, we can only go so far with the what what the fundamentals right you know what is the force it takes to extrude this plastic or how does the laser interact with the metal powder etc. There's uh, a lot of great material we, you know we we we've, we've, we've uh, uh, captured from industry and they've offered and, and you realize how many great examples there are and how I think you can augment an education by combining the, the practical, you know, the, the proof is in the performance example with a story of how it came to be and what is a little bit of the science and the engineering behind it. And also uh, our philosophy is, is that, you know, our course is, is, to be honest, a little bit deep and a little bit rigorous, but that rigor imparts understanding of what's necessary to sort of, you know, break through the acronyms and headlines and, 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 and learn how these different processes work and how you can compare them and understand the properties that result and what are a lot of the key, you know, design and performance considerations. And we, we like to go all the way to, you know, cost modeling and business considerations as well. And we've seen how you know, engineers are really excited about that stuff because you get to see a bit of the business economic side. And also, I think there's few places where you, you're able to effectively put, put, put the two together. And from people taking the course, what sort of feedback do you get in terms of what their role ends up being in the companies that they're already in? And are they leading additive groups? Are they engineers in design or transitioning over or kind of looking for, for new roles? Where where do people find the most value of of, of the course and in kind of their practical everyday job functions? Yeah, and honestly, we've had a whole whole spectrum of of uh, of uh, you know roles engaged, uh, but but by and large, everyone uh, it takes the course because they want to know more about additives. They they you know have some role or aspiring role. Uh, you know, we've seen many of the former participants go on to lead initiatives, small and large. Uh, you know, some some work at, at startups, you know, service bureaus. Some are sales professionals, others are really, you know, advanced engineers or, you know, managers or business leaders, you know, a little bit, uh, you, you name it. You know, one, one of the, uh, uh, we've done a few, uh, you could say, special instances of the course. Like normally when we run the course, anyone from any company can sign up. But in some cases, companies have reached out to us and said, hey, we want to put a few hundred people through this course, and we just set up another copy of it digitally, and then you have a separate cohort. So in one of those organizations, a big automotive company, they brought together a few hundred individuals from 
many different business units uh, as an effort to also encourage cross-disciplinary collaboration and additive. Uh, you know, but you know, it's hard to say that like everyone gonna you know seeks uh, or gets a promotion or a job change because of, of of knowledge in AM. But I think we've certainly seen that it's a tool for uh, advancement. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably never forget uh, one of the participants in the first run of the course uh, was so eager in the discussion boards and, you know, so, so helpful in giving feedback to others. And he was a, a tooling engineer at a, at a small company. I, I think he ended up now leading AM for a, a big uh, multinational cor corporation. Uh, and it was a big career, uh, career jump. And, and I know that the, our course was just a little, a little part of that for him. So it's great to see those stories and see how, you know, as we think about, you know, how do we, uh, as a world, you know, uh, evolve our, uh, you know, technological capability and how do we value learning and development, right, uh, lifelong to see that courses like this have an, have an impact on, on career growth. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I think that's the, the biggest impact we could hope to have. Absolutely. That's tremendous. And kind of bringing it back to on campus, how does kind of additive manufacturing fit into the education for students at MIT. Yeah, so so there's a few ex few I guess good examples there. First, uh, you know, actually, the main course I teach at MIT is not additive focused, but is manufacturing processes overall uh, taught to our, our juniors, uh, mostly juniors in mechanical engineering. Two double oh seven, or is it uh... two double oh eight? Oh, okay. So it's the uh, MIT has funny course numbers, as you know. So course two is I was mechanical close. engineering. I, don't, and, I was yeah. in course two, so like one I was yeah. here. But... Yeah, and, and 008 means that it's the eighth of nine required courses for the uh, the, the standard uh, okay. Mackey, Mackey track. Uh, but it's it's uh, you know machining, thermoforming, injection molding, casting, additive, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and uh, therein, uh, what we've done is is made additive, made three D printing, uh, you know, it kind of kind of a, a tool in in the box of manufacturing technologies we discuss, and also we use it in their their project, uh, which for a long time has been the design and manufacturing of yo-yos. The students work in teams and they do the uh, sketching and CAD and CAM and mold machining and injection molding and assembly of uh, 50 to 100 yo-yos a team uh, and we use am for rapid prototyping you know desktop machines we use uh, it actually to make soft tooling for thermoforming and it's been really interesting to see how the students have responded uh, in terms of the creative freedom and quick turn you have to make a plastic you know thermoforming die and you get to do some error analysis and so on uh, you know in the future who knows we might we might do some uh, metal mold tooling not quite there yet in terms of cost or accessibility but uh, importantly you know, we see uh, uh, the importance of understanding AM in, in the manufacturing context, even if it's just in the context of a machine shop. And we ask them to do, a, you know, a, a part of one of their final deliverables for their yo-yos is to do a cost analysis that's broken down into, you know, different categories. And, and we ask them to think about the cost of 3D printing, uh, you know, with some spreadsheet-based tools and external quotes that, that we get from, from contract manufacturers also. Uh, and, you know, uh, like in the industry course, I think, you know, a uh, unifying theme is, is, you know, be motivated by, by the practical impact, be motivated by the application, and that excites interest in, the, you know, in, in, in a little bit of theory and, and fundamentals as well. Right, so they get hands-on kind of real-world application of a, a business case and connecting that to the actual manufacturing yeah. process, which yeah. I think is, is really valuable. I mean, 
and you can take the the theories off off the page and off the textbooks wherever you're getting them. But once you're you have the CAD design in your hand and are getting real world quotes and lead times yep. and all the complications that come into it, it's uh, uh, certainly a good learning experience. And I mean, I guess from thinking about MIT as as a whole and, and from the additive sense, like so, there's a number of courses that you guys are teaching. But what about kind of fundamental research on new technologies and or new materials and and new approaches is has that been something that that's grown certainly the historically uh, there's been several printing technologies that have roots at, at MIT from Z Corp and and some of the form labs folks and, yeah. and others but is is there a centralized kind of effort or is it kind of distributed across many different uh, groups and professors and, and initiatives. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'd say a bit of both. There, there's probably a few dozen faculty uh, working on aspects of, of additive manufacturing as, as parts of their research, in, in, including myself. And that includes, you know, new machine and process concepts, you know, ways to do metrology and quality control, you know, metallurgy, uh, you know, advanced characterization, uh, as well as sort of, you know, cool new concepts and design and human machine interfaces. Uh, and, you know, some of that work by nature is, you know, just, just a faculty member and their students. There's a lot of work that's coll- collaborative. I, I work closely with a couple of colleagues in material science on, on aspects of metal additive that combine, uh, you know, uh, uh, equal doses of, of metallurgy and alloy design with, uh, with processing, uh, uh, with, the, you could say, the manufacturing side. Uh, and then we, we do have a, a consortium of companies focused on additive and digital manufacturing we call, we call APT that engages a, a group of us on campus uh, uh, to, to, to advance, you know, strategic dialogue with the members and, and support some of our courses and also support some uh, sort of seed level early stage research. And, and we kicked that off about a year ago and now we're really just getting it off the ground. We also have support from some of the, some of the members or companies, you know, some honestly pay, pay to be part of the consortium. That's how it works. Others who make equipment uh, are, are, are kind uh, uh, as, as their membership to, 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 to donate or loan us equipment, and that's going to be put in a couple new uh, 3D printing labs that we'll have on campus that you know uh, are, are complementary to our, our core research labs, but also for for teaching and you could say more more applied development. Excellent, that's amazing. Um, and as you think about kind of the courses that you've done and are continuing to build and improve on, where do you think the biggest opportunities are? Our gaps remain in in getting information out to to people and and users and hopefully uh, new members of the the community. Yeah, well, maybe first of all, I'd just say that uh, you know uh, dissemination of good quality, like learning at scale, I think is 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 really important, right? In in so many areas, you know, these days, right? You know, pandemic aside, uh, uh, just uh, you know. To, Teaching the world is something that uh, I think you know we, we all can can always do better on. Uh, but in in respect to AM, like I, I maybe my number one is is you know the importance of of quality control and 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 being able to understand these processes at a level that allows their output to be predicted, engineered, et cetera. And that's as you know that's a really hard problem for for you know. Uh, 
any any process, any any machine technology, but we've also seen the the great strides right, that the industry is making. Right, you know, software tools, workflow, you know, some of the stuff your company is doing, uh, understanding of the materials and the fundamentals of the process, smarter machines, better software, and so on. And I can kind of, you know, I feel like we can see the future to where you could actually have a full digital thread to get the part made, you know, to to particular mechanical spec to particular dimensional spec, and and we can do that already. But the level of work that it takes to achieve that is 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 so high relative to what it will be or could be in the future. And I, I think that's a way to roll up a lot of the of the. Uh, research components that promote industrialization of the technology or enable what I'd say is true industrialization at a scale that's 10x, 100x, you name it, beyond the, the footprint of, of AM today. Uh, one more quick comment, I also see uh, you know, the huge potential for materials and innovation, and, and that's been maybe the case for a long time, but, but even more so now, you know, the the, the, the design or formulation of specialty materials, new alloys, and the symbiosis of them with, with the AM process. You know, I, I felt it like metals recently, there's a, a little bit of a, of a turning point uh, 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 beyond just the conventional alloys uh, to you know, uh, special formulations that are suited to AM or can have better properties uh, rather than the, the uh, reverting to just the conventional formulation because that's what, what industry is used to in, in other contexts. And I think that's, that's really important. And it also speaks to the, you know, the value of data in, in, in the value chains and in business models because when we say everything is connected digitally, we say, well, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you think uh, at a, from a business perspective of, of capturing the, the value of, of that. And there's lots of, you know, interesting questions and, uh, and, and evolutions on the commercial side there. Right. I mean, no shortage of, of topics to cover. And I think, I mean, both areas are, are very close to, to my heart on the materials and, and quality part. But if people are interested in kind of looking into the course more, or getting to know more of what MIT is doing with additive um i think you have i'm guessing you have a course coming up this uh this semester on online at least and and where else uh where should they go or where, the, where should they look to find more information yeah thanks uh, so there there is an, an upcoming run of the online course it launches september 21 i think and and uh you'll get there if you uh go to additive manufacturing you know one compound word dot mit dot edu or you just google MIT XPro Additive Manufacturing. XPro is the office that runs the online course with us. And also for, for my research and for our consortium, it's apt.apt.mit.edu. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, John. I know it's getting crunch time in the start of the semester and uh, really appreciate it. And look forward to continuing the dialogue and seeing what your team continues to put out in research and, and new courses. Thanks a lot, Mike. Take care and thank you all for listening.